0: Are you listening to the award winning CBJradio.com yet? 28 different shows, over 55 hours of new programming every week. Shows range from hip hop, to rock, to all independent artists, to hair rock, a Friday night request show, and many more. Get yourself a CBJ Radio t shirt and make CBJradio.com the only internet radio station you listen to.
1: All my friends all my friends all my friends with Justin Flaskaroot. All my friends all my friends all my friends with Justin Flaskaroot.
0: how are you doing it's been a while since i put out a podcast but this podcast is going to be a very special one if you know me and you listen to this podcast you know i'm a huge fan of pro wrestling going back 39 40 years or so and i have many friends that are wrestling fans as well this episode it's one of a kind and i've been thinking and working on it for months now If you are, or you were a wrestling fan at some point in your life, you will enjoy this episode. Now today's guests are a few friends of mine that are pro wrestling fans, two sets of siblings, one former pro wrestler and a female wrestling fan, plus a few other dudes. You will hear how we all got into watching wrestling, our favorite wrestling moments in wrestling history, our personal favorite wrestlers and concluding with a round table discussion covering a couple different topics including a discussion on who is on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling in our eyes in our eyes that have watched wrestling for many 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 years let's get to it
2: definitely the 80s, I'll say 83, 84, which I would have been 11 years old, probably, 11 or 12, and uh, I remember going to a friend of mine's house on, on a Sunday, I know Sunday now, because I know that's where wrestling was on, and they were like in the basement or something, and I heard them screaming, and their mom's like, oh, they're down in their basement, It's like, what are you guys doing, and like, oh, you're watching, you're, and I was like, what, what is going on, and I think within like five minutes, uh, Skandar Akbar burned Like, threw a fireball at at this guy Iceman King Parsons, I remember that, and burned him, you know? And I was like, you know, by then, so then I was hooked, like, you know, this guy in a freaking turban, you know, burns this freaking dude. And then uh, I I was watching, and then, like, the Vaughn Ayers came out, and they came out to freaking LaGrange by ZZ Top, and I never heard that song but I knew it was a badass song and they came in and they were fighting as the music was playing and they cleared the ring out. You know how they did that? They'd come in last and the ring would clear out and they'd be freaking pumping the music. By then I was hooked.
3: It was always just on as a kid. My mom used to watch wrestling. Marcus watched wrestling. So it was just always on. I think during the day, my mom used to watch a lot of soap operas and I'd get sucked into those. And I always thought of wrestling as like a soap opera, but with violence. And that was more my speed than the normal soap opera.
4: The pay-per-view was set up it was going to be sean michaels the ultimate warrior and Ahmed johnson versus camp Cornette. there was one moment where the ultimate warrior had who knows some kind of contract problem or something so he wasn't he wasn't going to be there and they had to replace him and we didn't know who it was and at the end of the episode they were going to reveal who it was and it was sid and like i just remember as like a sixth grade kid Sid turns around and you see this larger than life guy, like, and then Jim Cornette of course is like screaming about, like, no, he's crazy, you gotta have him. And that, that was the moment we were hooked.
0: I first got into wrestling during uh, mid eighties or so, maybe a little earlier than that. Um, I would spend Saturdays with my dad and his girlfriend, now my stepmom and uh, she had a a daughter, my stepsister. And my stepsister, she used to uh, say, don't tell this story. Uh, She got me watching uh, Portland Wrestling on Saturday nights, and uh, I was hooked. I mean, what's not to like about um, men who uh, talk smack about each other and then go out in the ring and beat each other up? The main star in uh, Portland, Oregon at the time, was uh, billy jack haynes and he was a hometown guy he had oregon on his shorts uh the main heel faction was uh the clan it was rip the crip oliver playboy buddy rose the assassin were in the clan and they'd always cause havoc in billy jack's world there was another wrestler that i really enjoyed his name was steve regal not lord steven regal the guy we all know now is william regal uh this guy uh was steve regal uh he was you know good guy good shape good moves i uh, liked him a lot i remember he got put out one time by having his eye rubbed on the ropes uh put him out for a couple weeks and then he had to get his revenge against the clan but fast forward a little bit uh later One Saturday night, uh, WWE's Saturday night main event came on and uh, it was amazing. The production values were amazing. And the whole intro was basically Hogan coming out of the locker room, beating uh, Iron Cheek for the title and great music and it was just awesome and it was a whole different level
1: than Portland Wrestling and I was super hooked then. I've been a pro wrestling fan so long. I don't remember becoming a fan. I just remember I've always been a wrestling fan since I was a little kid. It had to be my brother or my dad. I think my dad even kind of liked pro wrestling because he would take us to AWA in Vegas, Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling in Vegas, because they gave away free tickets and we were dead broke. So we'd, and you know, you had TBS, WCW, or you had before that Jim Crockett Promotions. I mean, it, it goes back a long way. So yeah, I couldn't even tell you the first. I mean, I just remember watching wrestling, and that I've not ever stopped in forty eight years. So that's that's. My mom, she
5: used to get taken down to Denver for you know a lot of events when she was a young child, and you know so growing up, she just always told me stories about you know pro wrestling, you know, Vern Gagne, Wahoo McDaniel's. Uh, the blackjacks, you know, so um, as long as I remember, you know, there's been wrestling on at some point in my life.
2: It was like the David Von Erich Memorial, and it was sitting at the Texas Stadium, which I knew because of the Cowboys. That was just freaking awesome. They had a whole show, like, that was the entire match. They hyped it up. They hyped it up. I, I knew I had known they, the when they did the Texas Stadium, like, they, the, they did, like, I think there was three... One-hour shows. They spread out over three weeks. Remember, there was a girl in my school, and she told me to be one. Like she went there with it, like on Monday because I knew she was going. It's like, oh yeah. She told me everyone who won. I asked. So I, but that to me that was awesome when he won that. Uh, I remember watching that. That was cool.
6: The best was when there was the Slammy Award Dan and Daniel Bryan winning all the Slammies. and yeah, they had all of the champions in the ring. And our crowd just went nuts, as we often do. Uh, but we just kept chanting, Yes, yeah, with Daniel Bryan. And we just didn't give it up the entire time, even like at the end of the segment. And that was the thing that gave the
5: momentum for the Yes movement in WrestleMania. Player Steamboat, that rivalry, when I was little, little. And, you know, because Ricky, he was one of my earliest, you know, guys. You know, he was like the ultimate good guy. You know, oh, yeah. He never said anything bad about anybody. He's always smiling. And then, you know, Flair's Flair, you know, the ultimate slimy opportunist and <laughs> dirtiest player in the game. So, you know, that was just a really great rivalry. And I just remember uh, one of those Clash of the Champions, you know, they were on TBS. And, mm-hmm. you know, my parents let me stay up late. <laughs> And, you know, and then it went over the, you know, the hourly time. when, you know, as a kid, I was just kind of like, you know, what? They didn't cut it off. They're letting it go to the end. And, you know, so that right there is probably one of my favorite moments.
1: One of the coolest things is I was at WCW Nitro when Hogan came back in the red and yellow when he was like NWO and then he came back because so, it was like 2000, 2001, you know, right at the end of WCW days, and he came back one last hurrah in the red and yellow, and the crowd just went shit.
3: We went to see, I think it was Nitro in Casper in like the mid-90s, and we were out walking around the building and Scott Hall threw his toothpick at me. It's in a box somewhere, I'm sure I still have it.
4: <laughs> SummerSlam 1997, so like our, like, my all-time favorite wrestler is Bret Hart. When he turned heel, there was, it was, His rivalry with Stone Cold was, like, so personal and felt so real. So, like, you know, I loved Bret Hart, and, you know, he had the the big title shot going into that match, and that finish was just so brilliantly done. That was the match against The Undertaker, where Shawn Michaels was a special referee at SummerSlam, where if Shawn favors The Undertaker, then he can no longer wrestle in the U.S. anymore. If Bret loses, he can no longer wrestle in the U.S. anymore. So they had... the finish was so brilliantly done. Brett hits Undertaker with a chair and you think it's over, but it's a two count. Then Sean looks across the ring, sees the chair. Brett spits in his face. Sean goes to hit Brett with the chair. Brett ducks. He hits on Sean hits the Undertaker. One, two, three. And then Brett's now a five-time champion, which at the time was like, by and now dies.
0: I have two wrestling moments that stuck out my mind that solidified my fandom. The first one was the first ever clash of the champions and it was sting versus rick flair and at the time i was a little stinger more than i was even close to being a hulkamaniac and it was easy to hate rick flair and the four horsemen at the time they wrestled to a 30 minute draw um sting doesn't get the title flair keeps it They would go on to have many, many great matches together, including the last Nitro match. My other second favorite moment, it was uh, Survivor Series, the first ever Elimination Chamber, and uh, Shawn Michaels was in it, and he just came back from retirement, and I didn't think that he was gonna win the title that night. I was live there in Madison Square Garden, and i just popped like no other fan i'm high-fiving people around me when Shawn michaels won the world championship in the first ever elimination chamber
3: yeah. all right well obviously macho man bret hart is definitely on that list um scott hall obviously then i think the last two would have to go to probably sting and Shawn michaels number one is bret hart
4: um that's the clear one i'm gonna go stone cold number two okay if we're doing no particular Dana o'brien's in the top five for sure said for sure um, I'm that one right oh that ultimate warrior sucked. something i'm gonna say the ultimate warrior i <laughs> love the ultimate warrior you know when i wrestled oew all i would hear is the old guy saying like oh he's so bad in the ring like ultimate warrior sucked and like us young marks were just like i disagree <laughs> like i don't care what you guys say the ultimate warrior was awesome
2: I could say Kevin, Carrie, David, Mike, and that'd be all that'd be four to the five, right? Yeah, On air. But yeah. that flame You know, I saw I'll say like Kevin and Carrie, like I'll count them as one. And then the other I who i who I liked then and I've kind of grown to like now as so I listen to his podcast and read his books was uh Jericho. Love Chris Jericho. I think it's badass. He also like is in a pretty successful freaking, you know, band. You know, in mean, his book he said, Well, I wanted to be Kiss. I wasn't KISS, but I opened for him. <laughs> you know <laughs> that's not bad <laughs> so uh i like him I, I i think he's funny i like his i like his books and i, and I also love looking back in the ring and uh the stuff he did and how he was able to get freaking heat really good um he was a great wrestler uh so there's two and then of course you know not going on the na- nature 100 percent flair i mean Again, now, again, as the internet's become available, watching those old promos, you know, and you start like, list, listing off his assets, you know, it's just it's great. It's so great.
1: Yeah.
2: And I, and I remember who, I don't remember who, someone maybe was a fr- growing up said that they saw out to dinner in Dallas, Nate Ric Flair, and he was like with women and freaking furs and like freaking walked into the restaurant, like yelling and screaming. They told me and then, so that I, I, I remember hearing that story as a friend's parent or something like that and I was like this is real like that's freaking that's what nature boy would do he'd <laughs> walk into the restaurant with women and like freaking you know wearing a fur coat yelling and screaming and you find out now that's actually that's what he did that's how he rolled um so then I think and then the others I would say uh The Rock of course we used to love The Rock just his promos um And I still like him. Uh, That he he was that, that, yeah. Just to him, you know, you started quoting him, and and then I'm looking back. I mean, these are lame answers, but then I got I got to go with not Hulk, but Hollywood. Oh, okay. Yeah, just was freaking great. Yeah, you know, it it just appreciating not so much the skill, but just like I guess the art, the art form of basically being able to go from this super you know kind of, i never really liked him as hulk either i, I kind of saw it as a cheesy superhero True. but to go through that to be just turned into like this you know this badass gang leader i thought was this i mean i think something that's that's pretty sweet
1: my my brother always used to criticize me because i was a hogan fan when i was a kid i i would say you know hulk hogan going to back when i was a kid I mean, I was a huge Road Warriors fan I was a huge Sergeant Slaughter fan back in the day. Uh, but modern day or, you know, middle day, I was a huge, I loved Edge. HBK probably is way up there. I mean, Sting, we were huge Sting fans right. back in WCW days. I mean, Savage. My top five favorite wrestlers of all time start with. The
0: man, the legend, the icon, Sting. I was a little Stinger, still a Stinger uh, fan. Um, sometimes in AEW, when I watch him, I'm like, no, don't do that. But he pulls it off. And then I'm a big old Randy Orton fan. Uh, I hope he gets to wrestle again. Um, second generation wrestler. He's amazing. He's even better as a bad guy. Uh, my third favorite is The Rock. He can um, pull off heel and face. Um, being the rock, and I loved him probably since Nation. I watched him as Rocky Maivia and thought this guy could do better, and he did. Then uh, it gets a little more difficult. Then, uh, big old Shawn Michaels fan, HBK. Uh, I loved it when he was uh, running DX, and he was a smaller guy in a big man's world. And so, it was awesome to see him win the championships here and there, and getting to see him win the championship at. Uh, uh, Survivor Series um, was pretty awesome in the Elimination Chamber and then we get into um, more current guys big old Seth Rollins fan I can watch him do about anything and Adam Cole uh, he is in AEW right now he is great on the mic seems like um, a very very awesome talented wrestler can play heel can play face um, if you haven't watched AEW watch AEW and check out Adam Cole.
6: Well, number one's Brett. Brett is a childhood hero. We love Brett. Uh, ironically, Jimbo was a bigger Bret fan at the start, uh, right before the WrestleMania turn. I was kind of an Austin guy back then. I have a natural. Um, I love deals. I <laughs> like a lot of this too. Yeah. So, Brett, uh, I got the Stone Cold. It's hard not to. Um, Daniel Bryan. The Seattle hometown guy, Aberdeen, Washington. Uh, I put Psycho Sid up there. Like, if I ever saw Psycho Sid back on WWE TV, I would go nuts. Yeah. I would make loud noises. Uh, Unfortunately, they never do it, they just hate him. Um, Oh, MJF, easily.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it is time for the main event. What is your favorite theme song? I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I thought this over a ton. I'm going with New Age Outlaws. Oh, you didn't know?
2: Yeah, that 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 I would I would put that as a consideration for me for sure. Good call.
4: Yeah. Anybody else got a favorite theme song? Val Venus is by far <laughs> the best theme song. No question. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Any other answer is wrong. <clears throat>
3: the, the wrong.
4: My Yo, answer is Val- Jimbo be- is always wrong. No, Valby.
2: Hey, okay. You're going wait. Wait, the Valby is. I, the, there was like a. Yeah, there was. How did How did it start? Was there like some sort of intro? Like not oh, water. Right, right, but,
4: baby? Oh, baby, Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Great horn
0: drove. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah, that was a good one. And one that that uh Jimbo pun out to me and it made me a fan of was "Glorious" by. Bobby Roode's oh
4: good. yeah that, that was, was really great good. yeah course is very good Shinsuke is back to his old music thank god before they Shinsuke, remixed it Shinsuke's opening with the guitar
2: is pretty sweet and yeah uh, that's pretty sweet
3: the whole John Cena sucks but I think it's because I listen to a lot of Primus and when you go to a Primus show it's less Claypool sucks
0: gotcha <laughs> gotcha what do you think? Oh my, HBK's best, theme. Best oh, HBA theme? Uh, Jeff yeah, just. Yes. Oh, really I was
5: gonna just gonna say HBK, man. Yeah, his is very really good. A oh,
6: yeah. It's classic. <laughs> yeah, I got five-year-old, it? six-year-old. We've been through the whole, you know, volumes one through six, and that's the one that sticks with the kids. It, it's HBK. Uh, <laughs> H- so
2: that's a, that's an impossible question to answer.
0: Hmm. I I I'm not yeah. I'm not making it. A, a yes or
2: no. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
6: Your own person right now
2: right now the song I feel like always comes on my rotation on Pandora that I that I always like and I listen to all the way is uh They don't want none. Uh the, the styles. AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. AJ Styles. Yeah. <laughs> that <one's> good. <laughs>
4: that's
0: a good one. Yeah, his
2: like that that's one that I feel like this recently I've freaking been jamming that one.
0: Yeah. I'm into that. Uh next. Hogan's was great too. Which one?
5: Yeah, Real it's America. Real America. Real America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Real
0: if, if I didn't think uh, America, Fuck Yeah by Train, and Matt should be our national anthem, Real America would <laughs> right up there. <laughs> that was close second. Like, I, I like that song a time.
4: No, I like the Mounties, too. I mean, <laughs> it's so porty, but the Mounties is very good. <laughs> And well,
0: Heart Attack, man. Bret Hart's music. Bret Hart's is great. Oh, yeah. Uh, initial. Yeah. Dude,
2: uh, That's gold one gold. thing that, that Vince McMahon, I think, you could just like, hands down, I mean, the, the theme songs
4: are no, just so song. badass.
2: They're not, I mean,
4: you could, they're or it's good for I, I don't know if he still does them, but like, he was doing it before. Yeah. Like, he does a very yeah, good job. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying
2: bringing yeah. that element into it, just I mean, because it used to be they come into like, you know, the Von Erichs. Oh, they came come into, into like,
4: nothing. Yeah, right. Great. And the WWF themes were always better than the WCW themes. Yeah. yeah, they were. They were. Like the NWO theme is the only one I can even remember. But that's like, a I don't remember song. Bret Hart's music
5: in WCW. A oh, so man called Sting. A man called Sting, and the Steiner
1: Brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Steiner Brothers.
5: Steiner, Steiner, Steiner Brothers. brothers.
4: That and the Four Horsemen theme, I know, and that's like it. Where for WWF, I know like all of them.
0: The Trotting horse. That's
5: old <laughs> I mean, horse. Let me.
0: I mean, that's
2: let, the, let me add, I, can I ask a follow up question to that. Sure. What do you think the your favorite or the best opening? When 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 the music starts, you go nuts, right? Like with the Rock. Do you yeah. smell what the Rock is cooking? you know, or like the, the, uh, the,
4: the, 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 the. glass the, the car shattering. Crash. Yeah, the glass, that's got to be crash. Austin, number one for that.
1: Yeah, Austin or Undertaker. Yeah. The, or, the Undertaker or, oh Yeah, the, I'm the gonna disagree with all
3: of you and go off the beaten chart here. Fucking Disco Inferno. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm going for it. <laughs> it would it. come that's up
6: too.
3: The car, <laughs> the car crash
2: with the, the, the car crash, or not the, the, uh, mankind, his, you yeah. know.
4: Oh
3: um, yeah. <laughs>
4: Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yeah, Warrior,
0: absolutely. Uh, that probably got me out of my seat a ton. Yeah. Or the the uh,
2: Road Warriors? What a rush,
0: you know? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. That To me, to me that makes it cool. It's like, like with, within three seconds, you're pumped because
4: of the opening, whatever the, the catch is. Yeah, WWF definitely got that right with the, like, have something memorable, like, right at the beginning.
0: On the next topic. Uh, no wrong answers here. Favorite finisher. Now I'm going with uh, RKO, aka Diamond Cutter. Are are two that I'm I'm into because you can pull them out of anywhere and top ropes, guys flipping through the air. I mean, those are some of the my favorite finishers.
5: I always like the Death Valley Driver. Harry Saturn. I'm always
3: uh, into the whole elbow, you know.
5: Yeah, I mean, flying elbows always.
3: I'm a small kid. I can jump off anything, anywhere. That's something I can do.
0: And the and the way I mean, Shawn Michaels and Macho would sell it, and they get a lot of height, but they have their own little twist on. Oh yeah. Macho would point up, and and H P K would would do the arm. So. Yeah, I mean, anybody else favorite finisher?
2: You know, what? I the, the 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 one I don't know it, again. It's always a favorite. The one that comes to mind. I, I used to love the Perfect Plex.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: you know, <laughs> it was the finishing, and it was the the finishing move was the pin. You know, yeah, that pin was the move.
6: Did he really win on that all the time? Because I think like Brett or someone kicked out of like, it. This is the first time, and I was thinking, there's first no first time I ever
2: saw someone kick out of it was Goldberg, that I well, can recall,
6: that I, remember. I
2: can remember. I, I, I during when Goldberg was on his freaking streak, that was like a pay per view win, a big win. Was he kicked out of the perfect plex?
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I think Brett might have had beforehand.
2: It was the hitting plex, I think. Yeah, they. I'm sure someone else did before that, but I remember Goldberg kicking out of it.
6: Yeah, the one today one winged, one winged angel. Kenny yeah. it is yet to be kicked out of. Like it's a protected one of the very few finishers.
4: I mean the the stunner. If it's done by Austin, like I, we don't need everyone doing the stunner. Uh, yeah. Um Wow. I mean, there's so many. The sharpshooter. Just because I'm Yeah. The yeah, scorpion but, deathlock. Right. Scorpion <laughs> deathlock. Yeah. Uh,
0: Sting <laughs> gave it to Brett for a dollar. Yeah. No, he
2: sold his- I almost said I almost said the iron claw, but that wasn't really a finisher. They didn't, they never really finished on that. That was always in the middle of the match.
0: Actually Sting gave uh Sting the singer the access to the name for a dollar.
4: Sting really? the says-
0: Sting had stuff copyrighted ahead of time. I I mean I And so yeah, planner. when Brett Hart was doing the star doing the sharpshooter. Yeah. He talked to Sting and Sting gave him the nod. That's good.
6: Well, Brett was the only one to go left, though, right?
4: No, that's yeah. what I was going to say. If you use your right leg, it's the scorpion death line. Uh, if you use your left leg, it's the <laughs> shoot. Even though everyone else uses their right leg after Brett. Yeah. So Although Natalia uses her left leg. I always wondered if that was a rule. Like, no one else is allowed to use their left leg. Huh.
3: Could be an unsung, like,
4: yeah, I don't know yeah. if it yeah. is. Like, the, the, the audience isn't
3: isn't into the yeah. the contract, but only the Hart family, or only right. these but not e- not But only that.
4: Brett, because Owen uses right leg, too. Yeah. And then when oh. Austin put Brett in the sharpshooter, he uses right leg. Like, all of them use their right leg.
0: Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. That is some fandom.
3: <laughs> yeah, dude,
0: that's, that's right there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and, then wondered, this, and then I wondered if Natalia, if Brett... Allowed Natalia to use her left leg because she's like the only other one. I'm after one. yeah, man. Now yeah, got... there
3: needs to be a girl. There needs to be a dude. It makes <laughs> sense. Equal rights here, guys.
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this, wondering if this is like if it's just a coincidence. I mean, it might just be a coincidence. Yeah, maybe
5: they're both just left-handed or left-legged.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't
5: know.
3: For the left leg
5: when I'm
0: left handed left footed and I step in the sharpshooter it It would be left I would go left first like I think about when I used to do it on Friends back in the day I know I led
1: with my left so I wonder if Brett's lefty for pops yeah I mean the leg drop Hogan yeah I mean the stunner yeah if Austin does it I mean when I was was younger when Billy Kidman did the shooting star press Yeah. yeah I thought that was just insane
3: that's good.
0: And the, was it Hoovi in the 450 splash?
3: Yeah.
0: That was crazy too. The we more... named
3: my childhood cat Juventude Guerrero.
0: <laughs> 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 funny. Hoovi. Yep. Hoovi juice. She Hoobie. used to jump
3: off shit like she was a luchador.
0: Uh, yes, cats. Well, this is a good question. And see, Ty, you might be the lightweight. Uh, Marcus may stump us all. Uh, current under the radar wrestler that we should be watching.
6: Well, I gotta go Ricky Starks. Okay, After Ricky Starks, he's my guy. Uh, he kicked off the show in Seattle, huge pop. He had just beat Jericho, I think, the day before the week before. Um, he's he's good on the mic, he's good at wrestling, he has all the tools. He's not huge, though. It, it's one of those things aesthetically where. He's got a great look, but he doesn't have the 220-pound body. So, like, I don't know if he'll ever make it to the top, but that'd be the only thing holding it back.
1: Yeah, I've noticed that with him when I watch him. I'm like, he's too small. They always compare him to The Rock, and I'm like, well, he better start taking steroids like The Rock did (laughs) because he needs to bulk up. Hold I'm
6: into in taking steroids you know
5: that would be great I agree like mini rock he only has $300 shirts <laughs>
3: <laughs> he uses them twice before he sells them
0: rips them or rips them off probably for Ty if you're going to get an AW Orange Cassidy I oh. the, more, the more I watch him the more impressed I, and how he does <laughs> things with his hands in his pockets and and the thumb and he, I have orange yeah. I, in my wrestling box. I got orange Cassidy sunglasses. They got a little thumb on the side. Every time I put them on, I'm feeling orange, <laughs> feeling it. But I mean, I think Ricky Starks is more of a deep cut than, I mean, to watch, he's more rising. Like orange has held a couple titles already, so. and uh, and he always starts
5: off the the new japan stuff uh koto abushi uh that guy he's gonna be coming over soon i'm pretty sure uh he was in a tag team with kenny omega back in the day over in new japan and this guy he's just yoked and he's a badass like uh he's gonna come over here and yeah he's gonna be put top program on aew i think like right away oh yeah tim but you didn't mention nick wayne
4: Nick Wayne. Do you guys know who Nick Wayne is?
1: Why does this sound familiar?
4: So he's uh he what he turns eighteen in July. Yeah, I was so gonna say as signed... he
1: seventeen year old kid they signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got signed wow. when he was
4: sixteen. So uh he's Jimbo was...
3: stalking children now.
4: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Nick uh Nick is the son of Buddy Wayne. So Buddy trained me in Seattle um before he died five years six years ago now. Um so yeah, I've known Nick since he was three. So like like, I used to play play with him in the ring when he was, like, this real little kid, and now, like, watching him, like, he's so good. Watching him oh, move wait. up the he rings.
3: Could he kick your ass now?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> de- what like, wa- well, watching the way... He's my new
3: favorite.
4: He's awesome. Watching the way he's improved, like he started wrestling in shows when he was like 14 and it's just the wow. drastic improvement as we go. It might've even been earlier than 14, but he's been like training since he was even younger than that. And he's, he's awesome he
3: came out of the womb.
4: Well, hopefully he doesn't burn out. I mean, no, he does a lot of high flying stuff. Like I do sometimes worry about him because yeah. it's like, he's doing a lot of high risk stuff. And it's like, like you don't need to yet, but uh, he's really fun to watch. He's, he's going to be awesome.
0: Nick, Wayne. Nick Wayne,
4: Nick Wayne. Yeah.
0: All right, everybody. Nick
1: Listener. I think didn't he didn't, weren't they saying he was going to wrestle? Was it going to be on, he was supposed to wrestle a match sometime. He's wrestling all,
4: all, all he's wrestling like all over the country and like even overseas, like every weekend.
1: I thought he was um, supposed I, to be on like revolution, you know, on dark, but now dark shit canned.
4: That may I be. So remember. he turns 18 in July.
6: So yeah, they maybe he, he they're can't pro- officially maybe,
4: yeah. wrestle for AEW until until he turns eighteen. But yeah, like he he does like independent shows all over the country.
6: Yeah, he does GCW, and then he does the one in Britain, and then he got introduced at our show in Seattle to a huge pop. Him and Darby are good friends, trained together. So they're gonna have him Swerve Darby. Whatever happens, I think he's gonna be involved in that uh, situation.
3: If somebody had to pick. Their favorite match, what would it be?
6: That's a tough
4: one.
3: Like, don't think too much about it. Just like, what comes to mind when someone asks you, like, what's your favorite match and go?
4: Mine is on the jacket that Mike is wearing right now.
3: That's a pretty bitchin' jacket that Mike's wearing, though. Turn around.
4: SummerSlam 1997, Hogan versus Brett. No, I mean, uh, Brett versus Undertaker.
0: Yeah.
3: So, mine is also an Undertaker, but that uh, Mankind, Hell in a Cell with Undertaker. I know Rude and I talked about this in previously but that one that's what he got
2: thrown off like in the first minute right
3: yeah you think he dies oh, yeah. in the first yeah, 45 seconds of the match it. and then at the end of it after he's like brutally done they pan into his face and he's just like bleeding everywhere and like demonically smiling like, yeah, like that's just ju- that's too nose. good yeah, like that's too good
6: yeah, yeah I wrote down King of the Ring 98 as well it's uh, on the I, sure. I bought it I had Nick Foley sign the cover of my VHS. Like, it's hard to top that one.
3: Yeah, no, that it was great. Like, at least memorable matches. Maybe not favorite, but like most memorable, I guess.
0: Gosh. I mean, gosh. It a, it's a tough one. I roll back to Sting, flare, Clash Champions. 30 minute time draw. And I, I, I can rewatch about any time because they, they can go. And uh made me a Sting fan of the time. Um, I know there are some other incredible matches I'm definitely even out, but that one's stuck in my mind that I can go, okay, I'm going to watch that. Um, I can watch about any match from Spring Stampede, 96. Or was it 97, Jeff?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: The Raven-DDP match was pretty sweet. raven Goldberg broke the rings of Saturn. Yeah. Earth spring stampede. And everyone, from there and out, I called bullshit on rings of Saturn when they were put on. I, was, I <laughs> was at
2: that. Was that, that that was in Denver.
1: Yeah, that was at uh, the Denver Coliseum. I was
2: there. Jeff and I were there.
1: Yeah, was it Savage Sting?
2: Oh, that's right. You were there. Me and Pat were there. We sat together. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Had the
0: bat on a mat, bat on a pole match. The bat with Piper, right? And the giant came
2: out. Oh, that was a great
1: pay per view.
0: The biggest question of the night is: We got to cut to conclusion. Who is your Mount Rushmore of wrestling? Um, I'll get it going. Um, I probably should write these down. I uh, Mine are Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, um, The Rock, and HBK. Uh, we'll go Ty.
2: All right. You know, again, we had this conversation and this goes back. I mean, if you had a true like Jimmy Cornette was here, you know, he would be freaking you know, yelling gorgeous George or Bruno San Martino. Guys like kind of were out you know but you know so i'm saying for again from my from my wrestling universe um i honestly i the first three you said i agree with and the fourth one i i, I kind of thought about this and if if i'm working for the people not just for me you got to put taker in there i even though i wasn't a huge fan uh because i thought like he's a comic character but he's he's freaking got his own bag he's he's I mean, people outside the wrestling world know The Undertaker um, because of the character. And like I said, I, w- I wasn't a huge fan of him because I felt like it was, like you said, he's a comic book character and took 37 people to throw him in a casket, you know, whatever it was. But if you're thinking of me making a, making a uh, monument for the world, not just my opinion, I think you put Taker in there as the fourth one.
3: All right.
0: Who's next? Who's
3: next? You pick.
0: Macy. All
3: right. I'm going, obviously, Macho. I am going Hogan, because if you mention wrestling to anybody, that's what they associate it with. Right. Along with Ric Flair. He's everybody's favorite bad guy. You love to hate that man no matter what you do. Part of you just loves him. And the fourth has to be Bret Hart, man. The Hart Foundation spans generations, you know, like.
5: I get you. Yeah. Um, Marcus. Um, I'd say you got to go, you know, Flair and Hogan. I mean, I think everyone's going to agree on those two. There's, Yeah, 100%. They're
3: too iconic to not. Yeah.
5: Um, I'm going to go a little bit old school there, and throw I'm going to throw Andre on there. Ah, uh, that's a good call. I mean, it, kind of back then, you couldn't have had Hulkamania without him slamming Andre. Like that was kind of the that's thing big that, move. that you know just kind of propelled Hulkamania into you know what it became. And then for number four. Uh, I'm gonna say honestly, Austin. You know, like I mean, that's yeah. not what I thought
3: you were gonna say. How
5: is he the first one to say Austin? But the thing, yeah, I mean, but that's what he did for Marcus just that, threw me
3: for a loop. That's not anything that I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> I thought I knew you.
5: Well, I mean, there's another one up there, but you, you can't know see. me.
3: <laughs> Neither can you. <laughs> This is another uh, one of those uh, moments I wish we had mom on here. She had a lot of heavy opinions.
0: Let's go, uh, Mike Rhodes.
6: All right, um, I'm a. No- I started watching wrestling in the '90s, so if we're gonna be completely honest, I didn't like Ric Flair almost at any point until he was like 64 years old. Like, but that's the
3: thing nobody liked Ric Flair.
6: Awful. Um, and I I didn't like him anytime I so I always turned off the TV. He had those underwear, like Greg Valentine. I didn't get that at the time. <laughs> this was cool. Or is it just, just
3: jealousy, Mike? Are you just
6: jealous? <laughs> so, but 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 then I would put in that era Hogan, because Hogan was the guy I've always liked watching Hogan's matches. I always liked Hogan's interviews. I didn't like WCW, but I did watch Hogan, uh, even more than the Outsiders. I Hogan, Brett, he's the favorite. Uh, Like my comfort food is watching Brett shoot interviews on YouTube where he just craps on everyone. I also could go back and watch any Brett match and just be entertained. Um, Austin, I mean, there's only one Austin. I think everyone was a fan of wrestling, like lay people, normal people, for just a small period of time. Every single person watched wrestling. There was
3: something everybody loved.
6: Yeah, and Triple H killed that. And every person stopped watching because of one guy.
3: <laughs> Your brutal honesty, man. That's that's really killing it. It's bringing it yeah. home tonight.
6: And then I'll go with a guy that st- uh, spans all generations. WCW, WWF, WWE, AEW, New Japan, Chris Jericho. The pain for that, yeah. I mean, AEW would not that. be where it's at without Chris Jericho. I like, considered, I I considered, I considered him as
2: one.
3: Yeah,
6: Marcus definitely, is definitely, always known. Jericho has been one of my my
3: favorites from day one. Marcus, a couple of years ago for my birthday, he sent me two shirts: a Bret Hart shirt and an old school Chris Jericho shirt. I wear it to work all the time. <laughs> But Mind Mike, you, I, I manage a restaurant. I have no business wearing wrestling shirts. But here I am. I wear the Jericho one constantly.
0: Mike, you had Brett, Austin, Jericho. What was that missing? It's Hogan. Hogan. Oh, Hogan. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah.
1: And let's go Jeff. And you guys are making it harder.
6: Because huh. I'm listening <laughs> to everyone's said.
1: comments. <laughs> exactly. So you got to go, yeah. Hogan Flair. I mean, yeah. And then uh, I'm torn. Austin, I mean, yeah, he he was probably the most on fire wrestler, but he was on fire for like two or three years. And then he got hurt and was done. I mean, he was, but, and Bret Hart, if it wasn't for the screw job and going to WCW and Goldberg kicking him in the skull, maybe. Jericho, I think he's close to being there, but I mean the Undertaker with the streak going twenty-one and zero, as many WrestleManias as he's had. I don't think you can ever surpass that. And then I had HBK, but I crossed him off, and I put in John Cena because he's also sixteen-time world champion and has probably sold more. It. But and he's probably sold more merchandise to twelve-year-old boys than anybody on the planet.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs>
3: and i mean you if we know it? On the cena train, he honestly side- probably did a lot for the bellas to make them famous too
2: yeah side note side note funny story quick sorry my uh my a good friend of my family's is a uh was like a school counselor and one of the little first graders told her his name was john cena <laughs> <laughs> and she had never heard of him. So she called him John Cena the yes. entire like school year until finally <laughs> some, some male teacher's like, What? John
3: Cena, what are you talking about? That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. That's the you kind know, of kid try. I was.
0: Yeah. I, I probably would have put Cena what? on my. I don't like Cena at all, but I would have put <laughs> him on my. Russia. No,
1: I'm not a big Cena fan either,
0: but I like of,
3: his movies. I think he's hilarious he's done, as an actor.
0: Everything he's done, 16 times, like all that. I mean, his stuff for Make a Wish, um, the ultimate he's a great person. Like, I didn't think I didn't think he'd ultimate good guy Hogan, and he did. Jimbo, bring it on home.
4: Alright, so, yeah, I mean, it, it depends, like, are we talking my personal Mount Rushmore, like, who my four favorite guys would be very different from, like, yeah, oh, no. if we're doing yeah. it, we're if we're doing guys. it as, you know, the wrestling business, I'm gonna say, Hogan, people. Yeah. Hogan yeah. like, yeah, we're doing it for the people, like,
3: I feel like doing it as a personal my... thing is a way different thing for all of us, oh, yeah. it is who you would the put on, like, a wrestling number one. Bed.
4: For yeah. me, Bret Hart was number one, like, for personal. But if we're talking who the biggest icons in the business would be Hogan, Austin, Flair, Cena. What would be my for? Yeah, I feel so like that's that, like a good that, question,
3: that, though. Because I be feel a lot like we've, of all this, we've all answered this as, like, a – as people who have grown up watching wrestling. Like, who would you put on – on the top tier, but if it came down to personal things, my answers would be completely oh, different. Oh, nice. right,
0: sort of.
2: Yeah. If I had nice. a backyard, yeah. if I had a backyard sculptor in my own little backyard to be different. Yeah, if you had your own personal yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd, it'd, it it'd, like, it'd, it'd be Carrie, it'd be Mike, David, and Kevin, and Fritz. There we go. Yeah, <laughs>
4: I'd <Jim laughs> oh, be okay be. with that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I
3: just have four pictures of Scott Hall. It's fine. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, Rude. I, hey, Scott, hey, Rude, Hall, I'm just curious.
2: Edge,
0: how, sting. 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 <laughs> know, sting. How,
2: many, how many names, Rude? Uh, how many names were there total of the Mount Rushmore's? Like, how many names did we, like, what was the grand? It must have been like I 10 mean, to
0: 12 or something.
3: Six, yeah, just
0: curious. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11.
3: I feel 11, like yeah. what the common ones though were Hogan Flair correct
4: Hogan that Flair Austin Austin should have been more common I think anymore. it's well oh, no I think
0: the top 3 are Hogan Flair and Austin
4: Yeah Yeah
0: um yeah, The Rock Seen in the Rock tie
4: But Bret Hart It's a, so like oh, The Scott. Rock's... Th- this is where it's like Precedent. open to ar- open to discussion because The Rock is the big The Rock's the biggest star of all of them. You could argue, but yeah, like, if we're talking, if we're about, talking like, in wrestling, Cena exactly did more in wrestling than Rock. Oh, right. You could argue, uh, but you could point. argue that The Rock did more to make wrestling popular than Cena did. Like that's, you could argue uh, both ways for sure. yeah You're right. You're right. Let's we could argue wrong. this
3: until we're all blue in the face. Right, of course, about different reasons. You know,
0: I mean it's. Flair, Hogan, Austin, that's thats three solid, I think. I, yeah. I I don't disagree with Austin. I mean, he was a hot minute, but I also liked studying Steve Austin and the Hollywood Blondes, and, and I mean, I can go back. That's probably what I liked Austin the most. Just, yeah. I didn't like Austin redneck because he's redneck wet dream, and I live in Wyoming, and um, <laughs> so The Rock appealed that. to me. And-
3: I'm really excited. Once I get my whole Austin get up, I will be sending you guys all text messages.
2: Alright, I'll take a picture of myself next time I go to work and I'm wearing the jorts. Well, the yes. Black shirt. You're already
3: bald. You're, you're off better
2: you're right, than I, the I bald, am. And I ended my whole the two knee, The two knee braces walking around
0: freaking slinging auto parts. If you <laughs> just shave, then shave the goatee once. Just have it for the picture.
3: I do I'll have go my go uh, my makeup done. I've I've perfected it.
6: So let's see. Let's say one thing. There should be at least one wrestler on there, right? Like, it can't be Hogan, it can be Taker and in, in Austin, really. Like, Brett, HBK, Jericho, Omega, someone where you could watch the matches. Like, I would never go back and watch Undertaker matches or really. Yeah, me Austin. neither. Austin has a few, but like, you know, I. This if we're awesome. going
3: straight wrestler, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, mankind, the dude was always entertainment.
0: He had a high threshold for pain,
3: and I loved watching him.
0: After well, I, 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 I dug it, but there was times where I'm just like, easy dude.
3: Yeah, I know it, it got a little gruesome so, sometimes, but at the same time, but, like, it, he had an entertainment value that, I mean, honestly, probably kind of bred ECW.
0: And, and I ran into him in like Orlando airport at like six in the morning. That's and awesome. Like shot out of my chair. Oh my God, it's Mick Foley. And I was like, oh shit. So I made it all calm. I sat down because he was all like, you know, barely walking because he's McFoley and gone through everything. Yeah, because every he's cell.
3: half dead all the time.
0: And he just came up and gave me a, a knock. You know, like, <laughs> hey, thanks for not blowing me up at six in the morning, <laughs> getting everyone over here. And I was like, that's cool. And it, and, but once I started watching like the ultimate feuds and it was Mick Foley undertaker, I truly like got into like Mick Foley, like the, the story like he created. Yeah. Cause I used to be like, dude, this guy's just, all he does is does extreme stuff and has a high threshold for pain. But then I started paying attention to the character a little more. And I was like, Oh man, that's some good, crazy in the, Boiler room stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, but yeah, I, Foley, I, but I would say, yeah, you know, we got Flair Hogan,
4: Austin, I, you know. Bruno should get an honorable mention. I don't, I don't know if it would be, we're, all of us are too young to put him in our rush war, but he should get an honorable mention. Who's that? Yeah. Bruno. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean,
2: an honorable you When know, back, I mean, he, yeah. he helped title longer. How much, how long did he hold the belt?
4: Oh, his first one was like seven years and then his second one was like three.
0: (laughs) Wow. That was a good time. I want to thank Jeff, Jimbo, Macy, Ty, Marcus, and Mike for being on the show. Um, i had to cut down a lot of the interviews especially the round table because we got off on different subjects we shit talked a little bit maybe in the future i'll release the unedited version of the round table now if you didn't catch it our mount rushmore is rick flair hulk hogan stone cold steve austin and Shawn michaels let us know who your mount rushmore is in wrestling in the comment section on whatever platform you listen on or on the Facebook page, all my friends with Justin Flaskrude. I would love to have just a pro wrestling themed podcast, but I don't have any connections into the wrestling world besides being a fan. If you know someone that is in the wrestling world, send them my way. I would love to get them on the show and maybe start a podcast with them. Now, if you haven't yet, please subscribe and like the podcast on whatever platform you listen on feel free to share this podcast, this episode across all social media. Let's get the word out, friends. On to the next episode.
1: All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends. All my friends. All my friends with Justin Flaskaroo.